It's October 12th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Russia's Federal Security Service said it had arrested eight suspects in last week's apparent attack that tore apart the Crimean Bridge and killed three people. Interfax, a Russian government-controlled wire service, reported this morning. Five Russians, three Ukrainians, and one Armenian were detained over their alleged involvement in the October 8th explosion that collapsed a road segment and caused a major train oil tank fire along the Moscow-built bridge connecting the annexed peninsula to mainland Russia. The FSB accused Ukraine's secret services of organizing the explosion, with a Kyiv agent having coordinated the transit of the explosives. Some observers, including an eagled-eyed listener to the DSR Daily Brief, have raised doubts over Russian authorities' claim that the explosion was the result of a truck bomb. Political Europe is reporting that the Polish pipeline operator Pern detected a leak late on Tuesday evening in one Druzba pipeline, which carries oil from Russia to Europe, the company said in a press statement. The company said the leak was located some 70 kilometers from the western city of Plock and was on the main route transporting crude oil to Germany. It added that other infrastructure continues to operate. Polish media said that about 1,000 square meters of a cornfield have been polluted with the oil spill. I think Ed Luce made a very prescient point in Deep State Radio about this a few weeks ago. All these issues with getting Russian gas, whether intentional or unintentional, have allowed Europe to get their act together prior to the winter arriving. Rather than Putin using his leverage when it would have maximum effect, he has ended up strengthening the resolve of Europe. However, the winter will still be a difficult one, and European leaders need to find a way to solve this problem because Band-Aid subsidies aren't going to work for long. Deutsche Welle, Germany's national broadcaster, reports that Peru's attorney general yesterday filed a constitutional complaint against President Pedro Castillo. Castillo was already facing five criminal investigations over alleged corruption. The Attorney General's office said it suspects the president of heading a criminal organization that aimed to capture, control, and direct hiring processes at different levels of government to obtain illicit profits. On Monday, Peruvian law enforcement raided the presidential palace in Lima after having acquired an arrest warrant for Castillo's sister-in-law, Jennifer Paredes. Agents were unsuccessful in locating Paredes. Castillo denies any wrongdoing and has pledged to finish his term in 2026. Prime Minister Anibal Torres said the constitutional complaint was itself unconstitutional, arguing that Peru's president can only be charged with treason or obstructing new elections. Peru has had five presidents since 2016. One president was impeached, and another resigned before a vote on impeachment. Castillo's presidency has so far survived two impeachment bids. Elsewhere, police in the southern Indian state of Kerala 
have arrested three people for allegedly murdering two women in a suspected case of human sacrifice, according to the BBC. The remains of the women, who were allegedly murdered months apart, were found on Tuesday. Police say the accused, a couple and another man, severely tortured the victims before killing them. They say they have confessed to the crime and an investigation is underway. The accused haven't commented yet on the allegations as they are in police custody. Police say the accused allegedly lured the victims with the promise of money and allegedly beheaded them before chopping their bodies into pieces. Human remains, suspected to be of the woman, were exhumed near the suspect's residence on Tuesday. When police questioned him, he admitted to the crime, they said. French newspaper Le Monde says that a court in military-ruled Myanmar convicted the country's ousted leader Aung San Suu Kyi on two more corruption charges this morning, with two three-year sentences to be served concurrently adding to previous convictions that now leave her with a 26-year total prison term, a legal official said. She was detained on February 1st of last year when the military seized power from her elected government. She has denied the allegations against her in this case, in which she was accused of receiving $550,000 as a bribe from a convicted drug trafficker. Her supporters and independent analysts say the charges are politically motivated in an attempt to discredit her and legitimize the military's seizure of power while keeping her from taking part in the next election, which the military has promised in 2023. Japan's space agency says an unmanned rocket carrying satellites had to be aborted with a self-destruct command minutes after takeoff. Al Jazeera reports that the failure of the Epsilon-6 rocket on Wednesday, which was not in the right position to orbit the Earth and had to be aborted less than seven minutes into its flight, marks Japan's first failed rocket launch in almost 20 years. We deeply apologize for our failure to live up to the expectations, Japan's Aerospace Exploration Agency President Hiroshi Yamakawa told an online news conference after the mission was aborted. Yamakawa pledged to assist in the investigation into the cause of the failure. South Africa's Mail and Guardian is reporting that Lesotho's newly established party, Revolution for Prosperity, has won the country's election, but failed to gain an outright majority. The Revolution for Prosperity won 56 parliamentary seats, the Independent Election Commission announced on Monday. The Democratic Congress came in second with 29 seats, with the ruling Al-Basutu Convention had only eight seats. The Revolution for Prosperity will band together with other parties to reach 61 seats required to form a coalition government. Although the elections held on October 7th have been hailed as peaceful, the observation missions have questioned the accuracy of the voters' role with a possible inclusion of the names of dead people. In lighter news, here's something you don't see every day. Visitors to an In-N-Out Burger fast food restaurant in Las Vegas were treated to an unusual scene when a man brought his camel through the drive-thru to enjoy some fries, according to the UPI. A video filmed outside the eatery October 4th shows a dromedary camel named Fergie walking through the drive-thru lane with her handler Brandon Nobles. Nobles told onlookers Fergie is a 14-year-old camel 
rescued from her home in Colorado. Fergie now lives on Noble's farm and has paid visits to numerous local businesses. Noble's Instagram account features photos and videos showing Fergie visiting other restaurants, including Wendy's and Einstein Brothers Bagels. This certainly gives a new meaning to Hump Day. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Anya Prusa, a senior director at the Albright Stonebridge Group, about the elections in Brazil. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.